We're going to go to the book of Jude this morning. The book of Jude, chapter 1. Okay, some of you didn't catch that, but anyway. Jude, chapter 1. When you find that, if you'd stand with me for the reading of the Word of God in honor of His Word. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one there in front of you, underneath one of the seats in front of you. You might want to follow along. The book of Jude. And look down, if you would, to verse number, we'll begin our reading in verse number 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. I'm excited about this year's theme. You've seen it. We put it up early. Having compassion, making a difference. That's what the church is all about. And that's what the title of the message is this morning. And if you'll pray with me, we'll get started on into that even now. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ask for your guidance and power and unction and clarity of thought and speech and help. Lord, we need your help this morning as we look into this message. We pray, Father, that you would, uh, that you would speak to hearts and that you would help us to see the need around us and around our city and even our country to have compassion, that we might make a difference. We know that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is not too far off in the future. And Father, we want to be used by you to help others till that time. But we're going to have to show some compassion to folks. Use the message this morning. Speak to hearts. And again, if there's someone here that's not saved, Lord, deal with them about that as only you can. We trust that you will. And we ask all of these things in the amazing name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated. Seems to get harder and harder to be a Christian in the world today and to help others. To see the way that God would have them to go. A lot of people want to look at us as we try to help other people and uh, accuse us of being self-righteous, that we think we're better than them, that your way is just the only way. And ever such thing as you might hear as you try to help someone, direct them in the way that God would have them to go. Sometimes it seems the harder that you try to help someone, the more that they think you're against them or, or that you're just trying to run their lives. Why are you trying to run my life? And it may be that you've had a conversation with someone that goes something like this. Somebody might say, well, but this is the way I want to live. And so you would say, well, you're free to live that way. And they say, well, but you think that living like this is wrong. And you just have to say, yeah, based on the Bible, it, it is wrong. 
what God says. And they might say, well, it's just because you want to control me. And you have to say, no, you're, you're free to do whatever you want to do. You're free to live however you want to live. Absolutely so. Then they might say, but you think it's wrong. Well, yeah, but only because I want the best for you, which is the definition of love, that we would guide someone in the best way for them, certainly. And they say, but I want to live like this. Look, you're free to live like that. Absolutely, do what you want to do. But I want you to say it's okay to live like this. Look, based on what the Bible says, I, I can't tell you it's okay to live like that. And then they say, why do you hate me? Well, we don't hate anybody. We know that a conversation such as that, we don't hate that person. We're trying our best to get them to see God's way. Because God's way is the perfect way. It is the right way. It's always the best way. And hopefully we refuse to give in and we refuse to give up. I don't want to ever give up on someone. Because God never gave up on me. And he still hasn't. I think we should do our best to reach out and try to help everyone that we can. But we're not going to be willing, uh, we're not going to be able to help anyone if we are unwilling to show them that we care. We have to be willing to show that we care. We have to put forth some effort to do that. As we started our reading there where it talks about building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, those, those words that Jude uses there, it encourages, encourages us to to be what God would have us to be because it's a part of our Christian growth. Building yourselves in the most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the idea there is an inward look. And it's not an inward look that is selfish. Instead, it's an inward look with the intent of strengthening us so that we might reach out and be useful in not only being a strong church body, but rescuing those that need help. This is not a club. No, this is a body of believers that is supposed to be strengthening themselves in the Lord that we might reach out and help others to know the Lord Jesus Christ and to live their life for Him also. Come on, it's more than just coming to a building and doing our duty by sitting in our seat and singing a couple of songs. It's more than that. We are supposed to be building ourselves up in the most holy faith that we can reach out and help others to know what God would have them to do. It's very, very important. The first phrase in verse number 22 is a continuation of the thought that expressed that is expressed back in verse number 21. And, and there where it says that, that uh, in some having compassion, uh, that Greek word translated compassion in verse number 22 is translated mercy in verse number 21. It, it's the same Greek word. And, <clears throat> looking for the mercy or the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And some having compassion make a difference. Having compassion. 
making a difference. That's what our life should be about. No, no, no. We should never be built up to the point that we ever think we're better than anyone. We're not better than anyone. We should always be looking for ways, certainly, that we can keep ourselves built up in the most holy faith, but also that we can reach out and show compassion to others that they, that they might live the life that God wants them to live, that God has for them. It's all about Him. We know that. Maybe Jude had in mind the people that were written about in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 14, where the Bible says that, that phrase, beguiling unstable souls. Those that have bought into the lies of the devil. And there's many out there today, isn't there? Right. Come on, that have bought into the lies of the devil. And, 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 and we know from what the Bible teaches that the, the apostates, those that have departed from the faith, are always, they're always looking for the, the weak to support them and to support their cause. I mean, in speaking from experience, I have seen, I've even seen weak church members cause numerous problems and attempt to get others to their cause, what their cause is. Not God's cause, but to what their cause is. And it really doesn't matter to them whether their cause is right ethically or whether their cause is right spiritually. It's just their cause. And so they want you to go their way. Come on, they want you to agree with them. Uh, they want you... No, 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 no. They're, they're not going to be satisfied. They're not going to be satisfied until you agree with them and that you depart, that you go their way, that you believe their way. But I'm telling you, the main thing that I want from, for, for everyone is to believe this way. It's not about Bill Marshall. This isn't Bill Marshall Baptist Church. Heavens to Betsy. It's not about me whatsoever. It's all about him. Amen. It's all about him. And if we are going to help people to get to him and to get to a place where they will live their life for him, first and foremost, we're going to have to show some compassion if we're ever going to make a difference. It's very important. Very important. But hang on, do, do, you know, do you know how we, how we get strong? It's by deciding that we no longer want to be weak. Because strength is developed over time. You, you don't just automatically get strong. I mean, I, I mean, strength comes from exercise. You think about this, a weightlifter, they, they start at a certain weight and they build up and heavier and heavier and a runner, even a runner runs short distances and builds endurance and tolerance so they can, they can do longer runs. But it's the same in the spiritual realm. We must strengthen our spiritual walk by, by reading the Bible and prayer and coming to church and all those different things. It takes time. And it takes concentrated effort. You don't just lift weights one time and get to where you want to be. You don't just run around the block or half the block or a quarter of the block <laughs> and get to where you can run long distances. It takes time, doesn't it? And work and effort to do that. And, and it's that way in the Christian. It's what, that way in the Christian life. It takes time. And if we're not willing to devote time and energy and effort into that, we're not going to get to the place we need to be. And we're always going to be susceptible to those that might want to pull us away if we're not strong. We have to be careful. 
We have to be careful. So Jude talks about those that, that creep in and that, that how they seek for that weak. I mean, those ungodly folks, the way that Jude refers to them, they're, they're preying on those that are weak, those that aren't strong in the Lord, those that don't understand everything yet. And there have been many, there have been many, many along the way that have been duped by people like that. And whether it's them, stay with me here, whether it's them twisting doctrine and making it what they want it to be or proclaiming to others that, come on, come on, come on, you don't really have to try to live a holy life as a Christian because, hey, after all now, we have this Christian liberty. We can just live any way we want to now that we know Jesus Christ. Well, I can't find that in my Bible. Since the Lord himself said, be ye holy for I am holy. But there are those out there, aren't there? Come on, there are those out there that want to pull you over to that side and say it's, it's not good grief. Those old-fashioned Christians that just believe the Bible and think we ought to live just the way the Bible says. I mean, they just don't understand everything. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, as long as we're following that book, we're doing well. But when we begin to go ways contrary to the book, just because somebody says that it's not that way anymore, I mean, after all, we live in the 21st century. Good grief, it's 2022. Don't that old-fashioned leather-lunged preacher understand that nobody can live the way the Bible says we're supposed to live? Uh, They're wrong. Because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And living according to what this book said would be part of that, wouldn't it? Absolutely so. No, no, no. We can live the way that God would have us to live. And we don't have to listen to those that say that, mm, they say that so many things, they try to say that so many things are okay for a Christian to do, just as long as you do a little here and a little here. And it's not going to hurt to have one drink. It's not going to hurt to smoke one joint. It's not going to hurt to do one thing. I'm telling you, friend, we have to be careful that we buy into what people are saying if it doesn't line up with this. We have to be careful. We have to be strong. We have to be strong. Because nowadays, people like that, they can creep in through Facebook or YouTube or even podcast and the such like. I'm here to warn you as your pastor, be very, very careful who you are watching or listening to concerning spiritual matters. Because there are many out there today that, that, that they sound good, and man, they look good, and, and it's all good, but they have their own agenda, which does not line up with the Bible. And it doesn't, matter how, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how good they look, or how good they sound, or whatever the case may be, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God. And that's why the believer is encouraged to build with the scriptures and pray in the Holy Ghost and keep ourselves in the love of God and, and look for the mercy of Jesus Christ. And now we that are doing so are giving the responsibility, are given the responsibility uh, of rescuing those that are weak. We're supposed to be going after those that are weak and try to help them. And some having compassion. Some show mercy. James reminds us to show mercy. James chapter 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says, For he shall have judgment without, for, for he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth, rejoiceth against judgment. 
But Jesus taught it too. Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. I, I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful for God's mercy. Why would we, come on brain, why would we be reminded to show mercy? Why would we be reminded of that? Well, it's because we're just as susceptible to falling into sin as the next guy. And I'm talking to everybody in this place. Just as susceptible. Look, I, I, don't believe, I, don't believe, I don't believe at all that the prodigal son ever thought that he was going to end up in a pig pen. When he asked his, God, when he asked his dad, for, give, me, give me what I have coming to me and, and, and took off, I don't think he thought he was going to end up in a pig pen. I, I don't believe he ever said, you know, I'll show dad that a Jewish boy can live in a pig pen and eat what pigs eat and be healthy. Just in the very same way that I don't think people say, that I don't think people say, I'll live the way I want to and I'll do what I want to and I'm going to be just fine. I don't think they understand when they get into drugs and alcohol or pornography or come on, the list could go on there, couldn't it? And think they're going to be just fine. Oh, no, no, that stuff, it's not going to let you be just fine. It's not. I don't believe that he thought. I don't believe that he thought that the far country would take that, take that part of his life away. He thought he was going to do fine. People might say, "Oh, come on, preacher! I'll, I'll never. I tell you what, preacher! I'll never travel to some far country." Oh, really? Um, just how far do you reckon the far country is? I know this, it starts with one step in the wrong direction. And, and we can be further away than we think we are at times, can't we? No, no, we can be thinking we're doing okay when we're not doing okay, can't we? It's true. And isn't it amazing how sometime that other people can see that in our life when we can't. I'm thankful in my own life, Christian life, that I have had people come to me at times and say, boy, what you're doing is not good for you. I mean, boy, this is changing you. I couldn't see it. No, no, in my own mind and sight, I was doing just fine because I was doing what I wanted to do. But they saw something I couldn't. And again, that too many times when we approach someone like that, they want to think that we're just trying to run their life, do whatever the case may be, but that's not true. And hold it, hold it. Hold, no, if we're not even willing to speak up, to go to them, to help them, to encourage them along the way, how will they ever get out of something like that? It 
making a difference is what Jude is saying in verse number 22. He is encouraging us as believers to make a difference to those that are weak and wayward and lost, to reach out and to help others. And I think in 2022 that we should determine that we are going to have compassion. And that we're going to make a difference. That we're going to be willing to go to folks. That we're going to be willing to open up our mouth and try to encourage people to draw closer to the Lord or to come to church or whatever the case may be in the way that God leads us to try to help other people. And the whole idea, but the whole idea of Jude 22 is this, restoration. Now, come on, our God is a God of restoration. That's our God. He doesn't kick people to the curb. He doesn't do that. God wants to help us. He wants to restore us. Boy, there's a, there's a big difference, isn't there, between the devil and our great God. Come on, the devil's a destroyer. It, it, the devil is the one that wants to leave a, a, a life wrecked and, and a life ruined and a, a life lying in a pool of iniquities. Do everything he can to destroy a life. Do everything he can to destroy a family. Our great God is a God of restoration. But people aren't going to know that if we don't show some, them some compassion. It, it was God who made the first attempt to restore man to a right relationship with himself. It, it was God that made the coats of skins and shed the blood for Adam and Eve. It was God that made the promise that one day a deliverer, a redeemer would come and pay the awful sin, uh, price of sin for mankind. It is God who believes the believer, uh, uh, leaves the believer the great verse in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As the songwriter so beautifully wrote he didn't throw the clay away but he made it over again i have seen christian people believers be hateful when someone finally tries to do the right thing and even shun them as they're as if they are full of wickedness. Look, if someone has been living wrong and they seek to, to do right, shouldn't we be the first ones to try to help them? Yeah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 says, Withhold not good to them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Well, preacher, but you try to help people and then they just, you know, and they don't care. And you try to help people and they start and then they don't care. And you try to help people and then again, they're just, oh, I know, I've, I've been one of those. But if we quit showing compassion, if we quit trying to help, how are they ever going to get it? I, I mean, if we quit reaching out,
Pam and I had a daughter that was away from the Lord for seven years. Seven years. Just walked away. Do her own thing. You're not going to run my life anymore. I'll do what I want to do. We never condoned any of the bad that she was doing, but we never quit loving her either. We never encouraged her in the lifestyle she was living, but we were there for her if she needed us. Because that's the way that God treats us. That's the way He treats us. He's there. Even when we're doing wrong, He's there. He's there. We have to reach out. We have to show the love of Christ to people. So with this thought of helping others there in verse number 22, how, how, how do we make a difference? I think, I think the first point here is probably the most important in what I'm going to say this morning. Number one, realize it could have been you. Well, I would never do anything. Let me just stop you right there. You are capable of some of the most wicked, vile sin that there is. Yeah. It could have been you. Psalm 103 verse 14 says, For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. We're just dust. We're made out of dirt. One preacher put it this way, just a dirt bag. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We have to be on guard all the time, don't we? We all have a tendency to stray away. Even though we're reminded to stand and having done all to stand, we have to always keep in mind that we can become weak. All it takes to become weak physically, physically, is one infection. One virus can take us down, can't it? Mercy. But spiritually, it can happen just as quick. If, if we get to think in the wrong way, listen to me, please. If we get to think in the wrong way or believing a lie, we can start a downhill spiral into sin. And sin is good for nothing. Oh, I'll say it again. Sin is good for nothing. I, I, I like this. Someone, someone wrote this. I'm, I'm going to read it to you. It, someone wrote this. I, I thought it was good. <clears throat> it says, I hate sin. Sin is not good for anything. Sin ruins everything. Sin is rotten. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it in me. I hate it in others. I hate it when it seems so obvious in others. Sin is no good for anybody. It's because of sin man has to work hard for a living and often the woman has to help and it's because of sin that woman has pain in childbirth. It's because of sin that much of the world's in poverty. It's because of sin that many people go hungry because mom or dad has drank or gambled or smoked or popped or blown up their nose the money for food. It's because of sin we suffer depression. It's because of sin we have anxiety and fear. It's because of sin we feel guilt and remorse. Sin is not good for anybody. It takes away our innocence. It takes away the beauty of the 
natural born character. Sin makes us rotten inside and out. It makes us sorry and no good. Sin turns lovable people into monsters. It's because of sin that we get sick. It's because of sin we get tired. It's because of sin we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's because of sin that we cannot get along with each other. Sin is good for nothing. I hate it. I would like to look back on my life and reflect on fond memories, but I cannot. Sin will not let me. It's because of sin. And everybody in here is a sinner. But there are those that are trapped in sin. They're trapped. We know that sin can definitely make you feel just the way that this person wrote that. But there is an answer for sin and his name is Jesus Christ. For those that are trapped in sin because they have erred from the way, we are the ones that have compassion on them. We need to have compassion on them. We need to remember it could have been us. But we also need to respond with mercy. Because God has showed us great mercy. We mentioned a few minutes ago the verse in James chapter 2, verse 13. I guarantee if we realize it is possible for the same thing to happen to us, we will respond with mercy. Mercy. Show them mercy. So how do we do that? Well, we have to show compassion. Isn't it really, it's, it's easy, isn't it, to be frustrated with someone that's making bad decisions? Come on, it's easy to be frustrated with somebody that's making bad decisions. But, but think about how you would want to be treated if it was you. How, how you would want to be handled. So if we're going to do that, then we're going to have to show patience. If, if they've been away from God, they've been, they've been told things, if, 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 if they've been away, they, they've been told things contrary to the truth, but they have uh, allowed it to make sense in their own mind. This is the way I'm going to live. This is the way I want my life to be. But we have to patiently win them back to God's way. We have to patiently win them back to God's truth. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying we're not running a cult here. What what do you mean we're not running a cult? We're not trying to get them just to do what we want them to do. This is not about brainwashing our way, but it's, it's trying to help people God's way. And it's so foreign to the world today, isn't it? Come on, I was saved out of a drug and alcohol addiction. I remember thinking how foreign it was. These people, they're having a good time. They don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't cuss, but they're having a good time. What's this all about? No, I remember it. And I had to have people that were willing to have patience with me and teach me and help me and guide me and pray for me and be there for me. Having compassion. Show me God's way. Psalm 119 verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. 
If they're not following God's teaching, it's going to lead to nowhere anyhow, right? Come on, we're not like some other religions out there where we have the Bible and another book. We don't need another book, we have the Bible. We're not trying to get people to live the way that we want them to live. We want them to live the way that God wants them to live because we know that's going to be best. But to do that, we have to have compassion and we have to have patience because uh, people don't always just change overnight, do they? They're going to make mistakes along the way. But if we're going to do this, we're going to have to reach them with the truth. I just touched on that. But we're going to have to reach them with the truth. Again, when they have been deceived, they may not even desire to hear the truth. They don't even want to hear it. Uh, let me liken to that. Let me liken that to when we were lost. We were so deceived by the great deceiver that we would run from the truth. Didn't want anything to do with that. We didn't want to hear that we were sinners. We didn't want to be confronted with the fires of hell. We instead believed the deceiver. But because someone was willing to continue to put the truth in front of us. Eventually, the Holy Spirit of God helped the truth to permeate that wall of resistance. And of course, we know John, John chapter 8, verse 32 says, the truth shall make you free. And so we continue to give people the truth. But they don't want to accept it. I understand you continue to give people the truth. And you continue to give people the truth. And that's why you and I as Bible believers, need to know Bible doctrine. The devil knows just exactly how to twist the word and make it say what he wants it to say. He can make it sound real good to our flesh, but knowing true Bible doctrine will keep us on the right path. It'll keep us headed the right way. Decide to get outside of your bubble and get somebody into a Bible study and show them what God has to say about living a righteous life and living the life that God would have them to live. Well, preacher, we need to help people. Right, wait, wait, wait. Now, wait a minute. When you say we need to help people, are you meaning we or me? Well, yeah, preacher, you need to help people. How about we help people? No, I'm talking about Riverside Baptist Church. How about we help people? Well, preacher, you know, I pray for a lot of people. And you should. But why don't you decide this year to put some feet to those prayers? To get outside of yourself. To reach out to someone. To put some time, effort, some energy in showing compassion to someone that you might make a difference in their life. If we're going to restore them, if we're going to help them, we have to do it with kindness. With kindness. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Stay with me, I'm almost done. Galatians 6, 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. 
Trying to help someone isn't always just shaking a finger in their face telling them how wrong they are. Sometimes it is realizing that it could have been us, and if it was us, we would want somebody to take some time and put some effort in to try to help us to see what the truth really is and how we could better live our life. It's more than just reproving someone or rebuking someone. It's showing some kindness and like, man, I'm telling you, I, 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 if, if you would give me some time and sit down with me, I can share with you some things out of the Bible that I believe really help your life. And you have to make the decision whether or not you're going to do, but hey, let me share some things with you anyway. And then you can decide what to do with it. Come on, we can't change anybody. Come on, twisting somebody's arm ain't going to help. We just have to give them the truth. But we have to be kind enough to do that and patient enough to do that, long-suffering enough to do that and have a little compassion to do that if we're going to really make a difference. And I'm telling you, people, there's a lot of people go through their Christian life and they never reach out and try to help anybody. And that's a shame. Because everywhere I look, I see people that need help. Maybe it's helped just to see the truth that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. Maybe it's, helped to see, maybe it's helped to see that they're headed down a wrong path that's going to be a life of destruction. Or anything in between, I'm telling you, we should, we should determine that we are going to be kind and we are going to try to reach people with the love of Christ. Because a little love can go a long way. Showing people you really care can go a long way. Reach out to them. Forgive them. Fellowship with them. Let them know that they, well, that you care. Invite them to church. Offer to buy them lunch if they come. Befriend somebody that's having a hard time. You members of Riverside Baptist Church, um, I want to encourage you to get to know everybody in Riverside Baptist Church. Oh, you might not be able to have a, you know, just always a friendship or what, but you should know the people that are members here. You should at least be able to call them by name. Well, it got real quiet there, didn't it? Mercy sakes alive, how are we ever going to show anybody that we care if we don't even know who they are? And there are good people in this church. I mean, good, there are good people in this church that you have no idea who they are. Shame on you. I don't mind, I'll say it again. Shame on you. We're supposed to be one body. We're supposed to be helping one another. And I mean, if we're going to have compassion and make a difference, shouldn't it start here? Because if we don't even care about all the people that are members of Riverside Baptist Church, how in the world are we ever going to care about anybody that's out there? 
This year, good Lord willing, we'll have more opportunities to reach out to others. St. Joseph America needs what we have to offer, and Christ still is the answer. And we're even preparing as the warm weather, uh, for the warm weather to come, with ways that we can reach out into this community better. But we need to all be involved. Having compassion. Making a difference. I found out that driving through the city and praying and asking God to do something in this town that only He could do increases the burden. Driving by the Driving by the bars, the vape stores. This city needs God. And we're the ones that can reach them with the truth. But we're not going to make a difference if we're not willing to show some compassion. So we need to determine to show compassion to those that have strayed away and to those that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Now I'm here to tell you this morning that you can make a difference if you'll determine to show people compassion. If Christians, listen, listen, no, I'm done. I'm right done. If Christians won't show compassion, if Christians... Christians, if Christians won't show compassion, what chance does this world have? You can make a difference. Realize that it could have been you. And then reach out and show people mercy. And show them with the truth. Here's what God says. And try to help to restore them with kindness. But pastor, I'm an independent fundamental Baptist. We're supposed to be kind too. We're supposed to show people the love of Christ Maybe you're in here this morning and you've strayed away. Why not come back to God this morning? He's waiting. Just like the father of the prodigal was waiting on the porch when the prodigal headed home. He's waiting. Just want you to come. Or maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Him. Maybe there's never been a time you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'd love to show you how you can. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God knows you're here. Having compassion.
I want to help make a difference in people's lives. Now, come on, this isn't just something we do every Sunday. I want to help to make a difference in people's lives. But how are we going to do that if we won't reach out to them? If we won't show them the love of God? Would you bow your head with me? I, every head, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed for, for just a moment, please. Respect of the Lord. may very well be you're here this morning and you'd have to say, I don't know Christ as my Savior. I cannot remember a time that I truly put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And preacher, I'm just not sure that I have that settled in my own heart. But would you pray for me, preacher? Boy, I'd like to. You're here like that this morning. Would you allow me to pray for you? Would you just slip up your hand wherever you're at and allow me to pray for you? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. I appreciate that. Very, very much. Others, yeah, preacher, that's me. I'm not sure that I have it settled in my heart. I'm not sure that I've ever done that. I'm not sure that if I died today that heaven would be my home. I'm not sure. Preacher, would you please just remember to pray for me? Boy, I'd like to do that. Others, you didn't raise your hand before, but you want to now. Would you, would you let me pray for you? I'm not going to point you out. I just want to pray for you. Others? Yeah, preacher. Please pray for me. This morning, God spoke to your heart about someone. Brought someone to mind that you know you need to reach out to. God brought someone to your mind as we talked about having compassion, reaching out to others, trying to help others. God brought someone to your mind that you really need to reach out to. Would you just slip up your hand and let me pray with you about that? Would you do that? Would you hold them up high for just a second, for just a minute? God bless your hearts. God bless you all across the auditorium. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. You may put your hands down. Be good for you to come pray for them today. That's a place to start. Take them to the Lord first. And ask God what you can do to reach them, to help them. Ask God to soften your heart, give you the boldness and the wherewithal to reach out and to show compassion. Could be you're here this morning and you'd say, Preacher, I'm not where I need to be. Oh, I know Christ is my Savior, but I'm not where I need to be. I'm kind of straight. Preacher, I'd sure like it if you'd pray for me about that, that I'd make some right decisions to draw close to God again. You're here like that this morning. Would you allow me to pray for you? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wouldn't embarrass you for anything, but I'd really like to pray for you. You're like that this morning. Would you slip up your hand and just let me pray for you? Would you do that? God bless your heart. God bless your honesty. I appreciate that very much. Others, God bless you. I appreciate I appreciate it. 
back there. God bless your heart. If we're going to be close to him, we have to take that step. Boy, we'd like to help you with that also. Let's stand to our feet. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those in here that do not know Christ as their Savior. I pray that they would come even today and let us take a Bible and show them how we... Let let us show them out of the Bible how they can get that settled. How they can know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And then, Father, there were hands raised all over the auditorium of people that we know that we need to reach out to. We need to reach out to. We need to show compassion. We need to try to make a difference. Father, maybe we just need to take a, a minute and pray for those folks. Asking you to soften our heart and to give us what we need that we might show compassion and help them. Lord, we want to we want, we want to see your will done in all of this. And then, Father, for those that uh, just aren't as close to you as they know they need to be, I pray they would come this morning and bow a knee. Maybe make an altar at their seat. But they would do whatever they know they need to do to start a journey back. Getting back where they need to be. You're waiting for them. You just want them to come. Whatever needs to happen in these next few moments of invitation time, we pray that it will. And we'll thank you for what's done. For we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Piano's going to play. Some have already come to the altar. You need to come this morning. Maybe you just need to come and pray for someone else. Maybe you need to make an altar where you are and pray for someone else. Maybe you need to come and pray that God will help you to get back to where you need to be. Whatever the need, God's here to meet it. Don't let this, don't let this time pass without doing what God would have you to do. You're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Why don't you come this morning? We'll have someone take you aside and show you how you can get that all settled. Whatever God would whatever God would have you to do, please just take a moment. Let God have His way.